Hi, I'm Damon Frank, and you're listening to The Recovered Life Show, and this is an episode of How I Did It. Every episode, I talk with someone in recovery about how they've been able to stay sober. We dive into what their life and addiction was like and what their life in sobriety is like now. Remember, addiction is a life-threatening condition, and the information in this episode is provided as a resource only and is not to be used or relied on for any diagnostic or treatment purposes. This is not a substitute when professional diagnosis or treatment is needed. Now, let's jump into the discussion and find out how they did it. I'd like to welcome you to the show. Why don't we start out by introducing yourself, tell us your name, what addiction you suffer from, and how long you've been sober. I'm Caroline Thrush. I am an alcoholic, and I've been clean and sober for nine years. So when you look back, when was the first time that you noticed a problem? Now, I can see that I always drank alcoholically. What that looked like for me was when I would take a drink, no matter what my intention was going into the experience, if I had set out to just have one or two drinks, once I had the alcohol in my system, I lost complete control. And the obsession of of getting more and more and more would kick in. And it's like I had tunnel vision and all that mattered was getting more and more alcohol, no matter how drunk I was getting. And I didn't know it was a problem until I was around 18 and I was on my own for the first time in college. And I started to drink so heavily and started to experience consequences as a result of the way I drank. And it was about age 18, where I started looking at my drinking and identifying that there might be a problem. And that was solely because I was not only receiving consequences from my drinking, I was feeling so empty inside. And it just became more and more apparent that this was affecting my life at a very large scale. So tell us a little bit about your life growing up. Did you have members of your family that suffered from addiction? Did you identify early on that maybe you were different from your friends and people around you? Maybe you can share a story or an experience or a memory with us about your childhood. I grew up in a split household, so my parents were divorced by the time I was two, My mom suffered from alcoholism for as long as I can remember. I was always aware of alcohol being an issue in my family. A lot of people in my family suffered from addiction. And my dad talked a lot to us about that, me and my sister, when we were younger. He taught us how to count mom's drinks to make sure she wasn't driving um, drunk and he told us about alcoholism to the knowledge that he had at the time and told us that we would always have to be careful and look out for us experiencing it. And the reason why I actually 
realized I was an alcoholic and that there was an issue was because I was already aware that it could potentially be an issue. So I think that if my dad had had no conversations with me about it, I probably wouldn't have identified it identified it as soon as I did. Um, and quite frankly, I just didn't want to experience the pain that my mom was experiencing as I watched her in her addiction. Um, I would love it if you could share with us what happened. You know, what happened to your life as a result of addiction? What did your life become? And how did you live your life day to day? Because I was only 20 years old when I got sober, my life looked a lot like an average college student who was binge drinking on the outside. However, I was always the drunkest person. I was always pushing the limits. And my life was really miserable. I lived to drink. So by the end of my drinking, I had become extremely suicidal. And the only reason I would get up in the morning and convince myself to get up in the morning is to tell myself that I could drink later. And with the promise that I could drink later in the day after work or school was the only thing that I wanted to live for. So the very thing that was killing me spiritually and physically was the only thing that kept me alive as well in the sense that I didn't kill myself as a result of my misery. The alcohol just kept me going. However, that's a really sad existence if you've ever experienced it. You're chasing a good feeling that alcohol once gave you. But for me, I was so deep in my addiction that I was getting sick. If I didn't drink, I'd end up in the hospital if I didn't drink for a couple days. And the feeling that I can most identify with is just the feeling of completely spiritual bankruptcy. I just was completely depleted of all my spirituality and my purpose and my authentic self. We're going to hear more about how they did it after this quick break. Attention all those seeking recovery. Are you looking for a supportive, welcoming place to share your experiences and find strength in your journey? Look no further than Recovered Life's recovery check-in meetings. With several meetings held throughout the week, you can choose the one that's right for you. Moderated by top recovery coaches, these meetings are open to all avenues of addiction recovery and offer a powerful opportunity for personal growth through connection with others. RSVP now by visiting recoveredlife.us and clicking on Find Your Group. Don't miss this chance to be seen and heard. Join us at Recovery Check-In and take the next step in your recovery journey. See you there. So let's go back to your bottom, your bottom with addiction. What was going through your head the day that you decided to get sober? Did you make a decision? Was it challenging? Tell us what you were feeling and why ultimately you made that decision 
to try to get sober. When I hit my bottom, it wasn't anything that an outsider would look at as anything significant. But for me, I was already on the journey to discovering that I needed to live a completely sober life. I just didn't know how to do that. So I was attempting for about six months to experiment with sobriety so I would get bouts of sober time. But as most people know, if you are an alcoholic and are sober, it doesn't matter how long you have. It doesn't erase your alcoholism. So once I would pick up again, I would not only just start where I had left off, it was always worse. And it was always a worse experience because my alcoholism was progressing even when I wasn't drinking. So I, during this time of kind of experimenting on and off with being physically sober, I went on a date with a guy off of a um, dating website. And for some reason on the date, I just felt comfortable enough with him to tell him, I was like, I'm really struggling with substance abuse. And I don't know if I need to go to Alcoholics Anonymous or what, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't really know what to do. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, why did I just tell him that? That's insane. And he said, well, I highly recommend getting sober and trying out 12 step because I've been in Alcoholics Anonymous for a year now. And so in my head, I was like, oh, perfect. I'm going to get this boyfriend who's going to be sober and teach me how to be sober. And, um, this is, this is wonderful. And then the good (laughs) working a good program, he called me the next day and said, you know, I really like you. I had a really great time with you, but there's a lot of things that you need to figure out. And for my program, I can't, you know, be dating you, but I'm here for you if you ever want to come to a meeting. And I was so mad. And I basically told him, (laughs) like, to F off. And then I started drinking really heavily after that. And it was a couple months later, I had told myself that I would go out with my friends on this Thursday night to this event, but I had work the next day. And I promised myself, like, you cannot get drunk. You cannot get drunk. Like, you have to be able to function tomorrow. And then someone offered me a shot of vodka. And I said, well, what's the harm in one? Because I hadn't quite figured out that when I drank one, it wasn't just going to be one. So I ended up getting extremely drunk that night. And it wasn't anything totally significant compared to other experiences. But I think the main thing was I saw how out of control it was that I could not control it even when I tried to. And so I was basically blacked out. But I do remember coming home that night and I called that guy that I had gone on a date with and I said, I really need help. Like, I am going to die if I don't stop drinking. And the next day I woke up and I looked in the mirror and I just looked, I looked like I was dead. And I just kept hearing this voice in my head. If you don't get sober, you're going to die. And so I followed up with the guy and he took me to my first meeting and introduced me to other women in the program. And that's, 
how I got, I got to where, um, my recovery journey started. After you decided to get sober, what did you do? What actions did you take? You know, I'd love it if you could discuss your first month of sobriety. What worked for you? What didn't? When I decided to get sober, I decided to um, go the 12-step route. So I got a sponsor and I started working with her. And the first month of sobriety was probably the hardest month of my life. I started getting rid of um, anything to do with addiction. Um, I smoked a lot of marijuana. So I got rid of my my beautiful $250 bong, which was a big deal for me. Um, I did a lot of journaling the first month I got sober. And it's interesting to look back at that book um, now and how vulnerable and how raw I was and how scary things were. And just a reminder, I was only 20 years old and I was in college. So everyone I was surrounded by was partying and I had to explain to all my partying friends that I was getting sober. And usually when people reach their bottom 